Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. Our guest this week is Pablo Asante, the chorus master here at the Zemperoper and a native of Buenos Aires, Argentina. Today's topic is Spanish lyric diction. We'll discuss some differences between Spanish and Italian and some of the differences between Spanish spoken in Spain and the accent in Argentina. Our texts today are the Obrador song Del Cabello Más Sutil and Bonita Rama de Sauce, a poem set by Carlos Guastavino. Personally, I think Spanish is one of the most beautiful languages there is. Unfortunately, other than a few standard pieces, it isn't as often performed as the other languages. So every time we get someone Spanish-speaking on the Diction Police, I'll try to introduce you to some different composers, as well as the standard ones, and I'll try to find places where you can learn more about Spanish art song and farzuela. One of the things I love most about Spanish is that it's one of the only languages where there are no spelling exceptions. Once you've learned the rules of pronunciation, there's almost no guesswork involved at all. The stress is on the last syllable, unless the word ends in a vowel N or an S. In those cases, the stress is on the next to last syllable, what we call the penultimate syllable. In any other case, there's a stress mark. No trying to figure out whether this is a three-syllable word with the penultimate or anti-penultimate stress, plus those subtle shadings of open E's and O's, which can drastically change the meaning of a word in Italian, are negligible in Spanish. There aren't any words that are spelled the same with different meanings depending on the open or closed vowel to make it, so we only have five vowels to deal with. A, open E, I, open O, and U, which makes life pretty easy. You can find links to our texts for today at recmusic.org slash leader or through the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Our first text is Del Cabello Más Sutil, a folk poem that's one of the most famous of the Obrador songs. There is one misprint to be careful of. The last word of the poem should be beber, to drink, B-E-B-E-R. But in the international edition of the song, it says besar, B-E-S-A-R, to kiss. And unfortunately, there are even recordings out there, even some of some pretty fabulous famous singers, where they sing besar, the easy way to know that this is wrong, besides the fact that the translation doesn't really make sense, is that it doesn't rhyme. Del cabello más sutil que tienes en tu trenzado, he de hacer una cadena para traerte a mi lado. Una alcarraza en tu casa, chiquilla quisiera ser, para besarte en la boca cuando fueras a beber. That was Pablo Asante reading Del Cabello Más Sutil, and I thought we'd start off by talking about how Spanish is different from Italian. Well, both languages are related, that's no question about it. <laughs> but there are some differences, uh, for example, in the pronunciation of some consonants like uh, D and B, which are uh, in Italian as well as in English uh, explosive, D, B. In Spanish, they are not that way, they are uh, d, b, not b, b. So the lips barely yes. come together. They, they just uh, vibrate. Yeah, they just sort of flutter mm. together. That's, for example, my name is not Pablo, but Pablo. 
And so this word would be cabello, cabello. Of course, the double L is in Spanish, like in Spanish from Spain, it's like a kind of uh, J in, in, in German. Exactly, the J glide, mm. yeah. Yes. So we have del, del, in this case, the D, because if it is... Uh, because it is the the beginning of the word, then it is explosive. A little more. Del mm -hmm. cabello más sutil. The Spanish uh, have this S, like the Greeks. Which exactly. Is, I don't know how it goes. Uh, I would call it very, very aspirate, mm. that it's very front of your mouth, that mm. you can actually hear almost a whistle coming mm. through it. Well, in Italian, I, I would say people in North Italy speak a little like that, uh, like that in mm -hmm. uh, my, uh, Milano or North Italy. Then, um, trenzado. Here we have the, the famous th sound like Barcelona. Exactly. Uh, most and people, also Germans, they think that, that Spanish just uh, speak the whole time like that. With yeah. I, was, I actually have also spoken with some South Americans who think that all S sounds should be th, 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 th. But it's not that way, right? No, uh, just the Z. Z? The Z in, English, Z. in American English. And uh, C-I or C-E, like for example here, the third line, E de hacer, the same sound uh, as in Alcarraza, hacer. Yeah, so the unvoiced T-H, yes. which is, uh, hmm. looks like a theta when you write it in phonetics. Um, I mean, what in Italian would be uh, chi, che, in Spanish is fi, fe. Exactly, c-i-c-e. Well, and then by the same token, they have, in Italian, an h would harden a c. So, but here we have... Uh, here like we have English, c-h uh, is ch, you know, like chiquilla here. What in Italian would be chi. Uh, exactly. And on the contrary, q, U I is like K I. Yeah. Chi ki. The U doesn't uh, is is uh, not pronounced. Like for example, that that happens also if if the consonant is G. Uh, for example, my name, my second name, Miguel. Miguel, you write it with G and U. Mm -hmm. G U E. But you only speak. Pronounce G and E. Del Miguel. Miguel. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So it, in some ways, that U actually is the same. Functions like like the H would yes. in Italian. In Italian. Yeah. It's exactly that. Just hardens the, exactly the consonant. That, yes. Yeah. You have another another example. Uh, quisiera. Mm -hmm. mm. And actually, in the second line too. Que. Yes. Which comes up all the time. Yes, <laughs> and it's the same meaning of que uh, in Italian. It's only written. Uh, Otherwise, but uh, exactly. que was. And it actually is spelled exactly the same way as French, so it's, you have to be careful yeah. to keep your Spanish hat on and not say que. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Because God knows there's no schwas in Spanish. <laughs> uh, you have here another example of, of a, a soft B, beber. Especially so, the second one. The second I was just going to say, mm -hmm. so would the, the first one be quite like well, the del, that you would give it a little bit more because it's let, the let's beginning say, of the word? If, if I say the way, if I pronounce the, the, the isolated word, I would say beber. But if I read the whole thing, cuando fueras a beber, then is again soft because a, a vowel uh, precedes the word. Yeah. And does this all hold true singing? I mean, most of the time when we're singing Spanish anyway, we're singing art songs, yes. which is very intimate. Yes, but I, would, yeah, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't uh, 
exaggerates the sound of the consonant uh, by making it harder because it, it doesn't sound like Spanish anymore. Mm -hmm. Again, we have in, in Italian, we have flipped R's when it's single and rolled R's when it's double, and it's the, the same, same thing, thing in Spanish, it's right? It's the same thing. Alcarraza, but uh, para. Yeah, mm -hmm. so to be careful not to... Not to exaggerate. The, the Germans, for, for example, they, they tend... They, once they have learned the, the rrr uh -huh. sound, <laughs> they like to use they it. They like to use it uh, <laughs> everywhere. And uh, please don't say parra because that's, an, that's another word. Right. That's, uh, has another meaning. That is the, how do you say it? Where the, the plant uh, of um, grape. Oh, uh, yeah, um, uh, grapevine. Grapevine which uh, hangs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And para it means for. Exactly, and I learned that one the hard way with perro and perro, That's, which is yeah. but, but or a dog. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, and how about S's? Are, are there well, S's ever in, in Spanish? The, the, the S is always, how to say it? Um, unvoiced. Unvoiced, yes. Uh, I have heard uh, that there was a voiced S once, but uh, it's forlorn it's again. It's, it's been lost it's over been the years. Lost. <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Actually, okay, we also have a couple of D's in the middle that we could hear the difference mm. between the del that when you said was del, like but del the first word mm -hmm. cadena cadena is uh, more or less the, the same uh, the same sound when you say them in English. So it's almost like them. a voice the yes. cadena. Yeah, Almost, on. but not, not quite Maybe the, 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 the tongue not so in the front of the mouth, but cadena, cadena. Yeah. It's not, it's not wrong if you, if, you, if you exaggerate that, cadena. But please don't say cadena. Cadena is, is wrong. It doesn't sound like, like Spanish. Mm -hmm. While I was home these past two weeks, I bought Nico Castell's Singer's Manual of Spanish Lyric Diction. And according to the rules, an initial D will be IPA'd as the letter D, whereas an interior D is spelled as a delta, which looks like a round lowercase D with a line through it. It's that voiced TH sound like we have in this or that. One interesting thing I found as I've been looking through it, the book says that the Spanish double L should be IPA'd as the funny lambda L, as in Italian figlia and moglie, while Pablo and I both agreed that the Spanish double L is spoken more like a J-glide. This is something I'm going to have to discuss with a Spaniard, because my understanding of the sound is that it has no actual L in it. Much later in the book, Nico mentions that in some places, double L can be pronounced phonetically as D and a J-glide, G, which sounds more right to my ears. So this is what I'll have to remember to ask next time. We also talked about the aspirate S. He's completely right that the Spanish S is just like the Greek. Nico Castell describes it as similar to an aspirate SH, like in former President Lyndon Johnson's a accent. I personally like to think of it as sounding like a whis whistle, a little like in the Spike Jones's version of All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth, not in any of the other versions where they use the TH for S's. I found an online version of this song, so you can hear what I mean and get in the holiday spirit a while. Spike Jones exaggerates the whistle for comic effect, but you'll get the idea. The way I make the difference between a regular S and this aspirate S is that the sides of my tongues 
are actually against the sides of my teeth and flattened out sideways, whereas in a normal S, the tongue is in a more normal position on the bottom of the mouth. Our second text is Bonita Rana de Sauce, a text by Arturo Vasquez and set by Carlos Guastavino, a piano soloist and one of the foremost Argentine composers of the 20th century. He published over 150 songs for piano and voice, but there are many more still unpublished, and the Wikipedia page on him lists a selected discography where you can find more of his music. Bonita rama de sauce, bonita rama de amor. Nunca floreció que siempre se quedó diciendo adiós. El río pasa y la peina, el río la jura amar. La rama le da sus trenzas, el río miente y se va. El viento pasa y la besa, el tallo le hace cimbrar. Toda la ramita canta, el viento miente y se va. Se va, se va, y la ramita se inclina, no la vean suspirar. Bonita rama de sauce, bonita rama de amor, florecida de alegría con el alba amaneció. Debajo de su caricia, dormido estaba el cantor, por la guitarra y la boca le latía una canción. Más dulce que viento y río, la noche entera cantó. Coronado por la rama, abrazadito quedó. Cantar, cantar, las verdes coplas del sauce, altas por el cielo van. That was Pablo Asante. Pablo Asante. Asante. Right. Reading Bonita Rama de Sauce. Sauce, sorry. Um, and Rama, because when the uh, R is at the beginning of the word, it's like a double R. Okay. So Rama. 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 Yes. Cool. And we thought we'd pick this song specifically because it's set by an Argentinian composer, so he can use his native Argentinian accent <laughs> a little bit. And I wanted to talk about the differences between Argentinian and Spanish. Hmm. Spanish. The first thing that I see here is, for example, the word sauce, which, uh, first of all, the S in uh, Argentinian, or I would say in in South America and Latin America and also in the south of Spain is not anymore so uh, Aspirated. sharp uh -huh. like Greek it's a normal S like you have in English or Italian then sauce the second thing is that the CE this combination uh, the, the sound is gone and uh, you pronounce both uh, like S S just as an S yes. yeah yeah, and that actually also goes for the Z's too, right? For the C's. For the Z's too, right? Ah, Do we have yes. Z's? Uh, trenzas, which is a word that we already had in the other song, trenzar, trenzado. It's the same uh, root. Mm -hmm. And I, actually what I noticed, if I can say that, yeah, is yeah. that you swallow S's. Yes, uh, that, that, that's the main point of yeah. the whole thing. I wanted to, to, to talk about that, but first, I want to say the another difference is the J. Mm -hmm. The Spanish people, Spaniards, they they, they pronounce it. They pronounce it very, uh, very Guttural. here. Yes, mm -hmm. like the um, the how do you say Netherlands? Uh, like the the Holland, uh, like the Dutch. Like the Dutch. For example, this this uh, word jura. I, I would say jura. Uh, Spaniard would say jura. Yeah, Probably. so you can hear it's just a little yeah, further back stronger, in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing very characteristic of the, of the Argentinian, or uh, more than Argentinian, I would say 
the zone or uh, region of, of, of river plays, uh, both sides of the river, Uruguay and, and Buenos Aires, is the the sound. It, it, there are many possibilities. One is like for the double L. For the double L. Mm -hmm. Double L and Y also. Okay. or unvoiced or voiced. I think at the beginning of the past. Um, uh, of like the the, the, the last century. century. The, the last century. century. People used to pronounce it more uh, voiced. Tajo. Mm -hmm. I hear that from the uh, the, the old people that yeah. are still alive. And I think that that's just my personal impression, that uh, nowadays it, it tends to be more um, unvoiced. Tasho. Mm -hmm. Tasho. It's like a... Yeah. Sure, I hear. It's a kind of S age. Well, which is uh, the long squiggly S is the phonetic letter. Uh -huh. And the okay. voiced one is the funky looking Z with the tail in it. Great. Okay, and just to be sure, okay, we have sause, and we also have simbra. simbra. So even the I, the, the C is always an S. C E after or those, C with those letters. is always C or C. Otherwise, it's is like a K. I think that's like English. I would say. Yeah. Also in English, you, you pronounce it the same way. Yeah, I think so too. Con, mm. coronado. Mm. That uh, D was great. Coronado, <laughs> very very. <good. laughs> So these yes. D's and B's are they're, they're basically the same. They'll, that yes. will carry over in both languages. That's the same thing. Okay. Uh, the set abrazadito is also pronounced like S. Yeah. And then. Uh, and then S's. I want to yes. hear about these S's that well, you saw. It's, it's very very simple. If the S is preceded by a vowel and uh, followed by a consonant, you will mm -hmm. you will uh, swallow it. Yeah. Especially if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're talking um, fast, maybe if you're not talking so fast uh, and, you, and you tend to separate the words, you wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, like for example, Las Verdes Coplas del Sauce is correct, but yeah. it sounds a little artificial, I would say. Yeah. Las Verdes Coplas del Sauce. It really, to me, Even almost <laughs> sounds like you're saying the instead of S. Las verdes. Las verdes. It's, it's, like it's like an age. Las verdes coplas del sauce. But fast. Las verdes coplas del sauce. Yeah, so it really, I, I can hear the air escaping for an age. Mm. It's interesting. Las verdes. Now that is very interesting because uh, I once met uh, an Australian couple in Chile and they told me about a city and they called it Ekel, Ekel, Ekel and I couldn't understand what city it was and it, the city was Eskel <laughs> and we pronounced it Ekel but they didn't get this uh, H sound and they just uh, perceived uh, Ekel it, might, it, might, it must be very very soft this uh, H because some uh, People who are not uh, used to it uh, simplify it that way, like uh, as, a, uh, as if uh, it, it wasn't pronounced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, and now <laughs> there's another thing that uh, fetched me, me off. That, that came, came to me. me. In Spanish, there is no uh, difference. You can't make the difference. It's not. It's not uh, incorrect, but there is no need to uh, pronounce these. And bees different. The, for example, la verde copla de sauce. You can say verde, or you can say say verde, 
uh, as if it, w it was a, a B. As if it's the same letter. Yes. Yeah. Because that's. I think that's also another thing that was uh, that is gone lost with, with, the, with, the, with the time. Yeah. Yeah, because we have it here too. Más dulce que viento y río. You can say más dulce que viento y río. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating it. It's not. Uh, it's not. Um, that strong. Not that strong. Although it's correct. Uh, or you can say más dulce que viento y río. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's not. That, this happens in Spanish in Spain too. Yeah. I was just going to ask that. Yes. If that that carries through to both. Yes. In both South America and Spain, both B and V, as Pablo said, are transcribed exactly the same. At the start of a phrase, as the phonetic letter B, and in the interior position of a word or a phrase, as the Greek letter Vita, which looks to us like a round capital B with a tail at the left. This is that B that we talked about earlier, where the lips don't come completely together, so it's a very soft sound, like Pablo. The singer's manual does discuss the Argentine tendency to unvoice the double L, Z, to the unvoiced SH, but recommends that singers use the voiced version in Argentinian songs. In that river plate region that Pavarol was talking about, the letter Y will often be pronounced as the voiced Z as well. For those of us who barely know any geography, and I do have to admit that I can barely find Germany on a map and I live here, <laughs> I did look up the river plate, or Rio de la Plata, and found that it's a funnel-shaped estuary that forms part of the border between Argentina and Uruguay. I'll post a link to the Wikipedia page at the blog. Pablo Asante studied piano at the Music Conservatory in his native Buenos Aires, as well as conducting at the Argentinian Catholic University and the Mozarteum in Salzburg. Since 2001, he's worked as chorus master at many opera houses in Germany, including the operas of Frankfurt, Saarbrücken, and Chemnitz. He's also worked with Teatro dell'Opera di Roma and the Accademia di Santa Cecilia in Rome. He's been chorus master at the Zimper Opera in Dresden since the 2009-2010 season. I asked him what the most common mistakes are when foreigners sing in Spanish. Well, I'm not very used, I must say, uh, to listening to Spanish music. Uh, because of my job, I listen much more Italian. Of course, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> yes. And, um, well, uh, but I think they are the same things that uh, apply also for, for, to Spanish. For example, when the T's and P's and uh, D's are pronounced like a, a D or T, like with a... To ask for too much with, with air yeah. after it, yeah. Um, so they shouldn't no. be quite so hard, they no, should no, be softer. No, no, they should be soft, both in both. Spanish and in Italian. Mm -hmm. that, that, that is the kind of things that distracts you from the, from the music, when you, 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 you hear those sounds that do not belong to, to, to the to so a language. The, so the D's and T's, dental obviously, and as we, yes. as we talked about, the D's are also, also very soft. Yes. Yeah. And how about the T's then? Well, because we talked a lot about the D's. Are the T's as soft as the D's? They are softer than German and, and, and English. But they, yeah. of course, that's an explosive consonant. Yeah. T, t. Yeah. But not T. Yeah. T. Uh, t. Yes. <laughs> um, so no spitting it out like I like to tell everybody yeah, else to do in every other language. <laughs> well, you, you can also spit, but the tongue must 
touch the teeth and, and not be... Um, uh, On the hard palate yes. for the back. You can't exaggerate it by saying two, two, but I, instead of two would, would be the, the normal thing when, when you speak. But uh, I would not make an age in between two or something like that. Yeah. Another thing, sorry. Oh, please. Uh, many uh, English-speaking people tend to, for example, the the sound a, to make to make an a of it. To make diphthongs out of everything. Yes, the the vowels in Spanish they, they don't change with uh, with the, with the, with the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they 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 begin uh, as they end. They're pure. They're pure yeah. vowels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's then just for the sake of argument, in Italian we have the seven vowels. Because we have the five basic vowels, and then we have the open or three basic vowels, and then open and closed versions for hmm. e's and o's. Yes. Is it the same in Spanish? No. There might be some differences uh, depending on the consonant which follows, maybe, but uh, it's not like in Italian. For example, fresia. There's a flower. Fresia. The the tongue tends to to put that e. Uh, Forward because you have to pronounce the S. Mm -hmm. You would you wouldn't say Fresia, but it wouldn't be uh, bad if you say Fresia. It's just not common. Mm -hmm. there, there's, I, I don't think there is a there is a clear difference. And, and Spanish people tend not to to notice the difference between in Italian e and a, yeah. yeah, I can buy in that. Italian or, or in, in German Leben. They say Leben. Or for example, I. Mm -hmm. Listen to uh, an Argentinian chorus uh, singing um, Fliegende Holländer. Uh, sie sind schon alt und bleich statt rot. Oh. Rot. Genau, very close. Tot, rot, 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 exactly. They, 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 don't, they don't get it. Of course, people who, who are yeah, in the business, they, but uh, normal people don't, don't perceive this, this, this difference. Yeah. Because they don't have it in their own language. Exactly. How people sing in a foreign language is informed by their native language, and we need to be aware of the differences and similarities between all of them. Since Spanish speakers don't have the open and closed vowels that German has, it's something that they have to keep their ears open for. A German will tend to make the initial S in a word voiced, because that's what they're used to in German. Asians have a more difficult time distinguishing between L's and R's, because they didn't grow up with those sounds. And English speakers have to watch out for the accidental diphthongs that want to sneak into those pure vowels that Paolo was talking about. Pure vowels. We talk a lot about this in Italian, and the vowels in Spanish are just as pure. It's something to be very aware of. As English speakers, we automatically close to a diphthong as our mouth shapes that next consonant. So fight against that tendency, hang on to that pure vowel as long as possible, and let the consonants just drop into that line. Pablo said that Germans tend to roll R's too much, but he only limited it to Germans because he's worked in Germany a lot. The rest of us tend to roll them too much too, not just the Germans. Because it's not a sound that we make in our own language, we tend to overdo it in both Spanish and Italian. The rules for Spanish R's are similar to Italian too. Intervocalic R's, as in para, in coronado, only get flipped, whereas a double R, as in alcarraza, and guitarra, an initial R as in rama, final R as in simbrar and cantar, or an R before another consonant as in dormido will get rolled. <coughs> and 
And that's our show for today. If you'd like to know more about Pablo Asante, or if you have any comments or questions for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that more people can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening and see you next week.